Singles live on the nation school at school 97 FM. Before we go into our talk segment, courtesy of Alternative Skin Care, let's do this for you. This and every Friday, come out to Karaoke Fridays at Grey Paradise Sports Bar, Caribbean East Main Gate from 7 p.m. until. Come out early, food and refreshment available, burgers, chicken wrap, loaded fries, chicken and chips, fry and steamed fish, plus other favorite. Favorites done to order. Karaoke Fridays at Grey Paradise Sports Bar, Caribbean Estate, Main Gate. Be there. And you must be 18 years and older to drink. Drink responsibly. And of course, this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skin Care. The only choice. Feel the difference with your skin with handmade organic soaps or alternative skin care products help with most skin conditions such as eczema, acne, dry skin, hyperpigmentation. And you can follow them on social media at shop ALT Skin Care. And you can email them shop ALT skincare at gmail.com. So, turning my attention to Dr. Milton Hardy, OBGYN, who is going to be teaching class tonight, a master class uh, titled Puberty in Females. Dr. Hardy, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good evening, listeners. Good evening, people on the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I hear tonight is a master class. Yes, it's going to be a master class. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I'm thinking that maybe one of these Thursdays I can I literally leave you and in here alone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should be able to manage. Dre, you're not going to mash up the face, though. No? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yes, tonight is going to be a master class. Why I am calling it a master class is because these classes are actually... Um, you know, in 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 in, in a less less complex way, taught in 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 primary and high school in 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 the guidance classes. But tonight we're going to get into some nitty gritty detail, and so therefore we want teachers, students, parents, caregivers, everyone to listen in. And let me remind you: if you miss the show, or if you miss portions of the show, or if you want to share the show with others then you can go to our podcast um, between uh, Sunday and Monday. Our technicians will uh, put that up for you. So, Dr. Hardy, why this topic? Well, it's a very important topic. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess it just never came up before, but I guess nothing happens before the right time. Yes, yes. Um, Tonight is the time. So let us look at the definition of puberty in females. Uh, well, puberty, by definition, and it, it is certainly not gender-specific, is the transition from adolescent to adulthood. And the main aim really is to be able to reproduce or to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And what is the age 
of that transition um when in girls mm-hmm. um the average age is between eight and 13. Wow. my word uh it actually uh, the, the the age range has actually fallen mm-hmm. that's what over, I was saying. over the over the last century mm-hmm. because um as nutrition improves the age of puberty falls mm-hmm. uh, i i guess like you see in bolt's record i'm not sure how much further down it can go but um that's what has happened Mm-hmm. The, the age has fallen about three years in the past century. Right, because normally we would be thinking about ten, eleven. Now you're saying it's as early as eight. Yes, it it is actually a function of development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we're a little bit more developed than we think. Wow, wow. And so for um, the parents, caregivers out there who start to see and figure out and, and, and realize certain changes in their seven and a half or eight year old, they should not be alarmed? Uh, that's a very good question because um, the diagnosis of precocious puberty, that is puberty occurring below the usual age range. Mm-hmm would fall below it. But um, for a seven-year-old, I suppose, turns up with the beginning of her pubertal changes, I probably wouldn't get alarmed. I certainly would certainly get, get, react. I, I don't get alarmed easily. <laughs> you don't get alarmed. The parents get alarmed. Yes, you have been in, in a position where the things are no longer alarming to you. <laughs> you know, I but, certainly act at act on a six year old um, if, if someone has passed seven and going to eight uh, mm-hmm. probably just watch more than anything else Yeah, because it, it probably isn't due to anything pathological mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so let's not ring the alarm let's, let's move on so um, let us look at the, 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 the backdrop from birth um, leading up uh, to puberty Yes, we, it's very important to have a little grounding as to what happened since birth, mm-hmm. coming up to puberty. Um, well, at birth, as you know, the, the young female baby is um, subjected to transient levels of her mother's hormonal milieu while she was pregnant. So you may find that um, there are baby girls who may exhibit some nip, nipple discharge, yes. milky discharge, y- yes, yes. for about the first two, two or three weeks of life. And some of them also, you know, have a bloody discharge yes. from the um, vagina because of this hormonal exposure. And then you have the and of course, we, we, we must not forget that all girls are born with their full complement of eggs. Yes. Which varies between 1.2 and 2 million uh, eggs, you know. Uh, this, of course, falls off by the time we get to puberty. But um, then you have the years, of course, where there's l- low estrogen uh, production in the, in the in the female so 
in terms of the development of the genitalia, this period more or less remains quiet yes. until the preparation for the body, for puberty, begins. So at this time, you may have, you'll have development of the um, genital organs. You may even get some wetness or even itching of the vagina. Mm-hmm. And um, if indeed it seems to be a problem, then you, you probably need to take the child to the doctor because there might be an infection. And then you have the whole pubertal changes. Um, now, we must remember now that at the onset of menstruation, the 1.2 to 2 million eggs has diminished to about 400,000. And this is what will take you through to the menopause. Question, um, speaking of the eggs diminishing, mm-hmm. um, because the, 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 the young lady um, is not going, having a, a, a menstrual cycle, where uh-huh. does those eggs go? They, they simply get absorbed in the body. Okay. I mean, at 20 weeks gestational age, that is at... In the uterus. In the womb. In the womb, right. There are about 7 million eggs. Mm-hmm. In that birth, it, the number falls to between 1.2 and 2 million. So they, 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 they keep vanishing with time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they don't only vanish with, 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 with when they... Um, Are fertilized. When, <laughs> when they're unfertilized or when um, you do have the menstrual cycle. They're vanishing. They're, they've been vanishing way before that. Yes, it's a disappearing act. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope everyone is listening because up until recently, up until recently, um, I did not know this. And I, and I learned this because of you. So I must say thank you so much. Um, You're most welcome. Dr. Hardy. Learned that after. Yeah, you see me all and red. No, I never know that until recently, Dre. So, uh, 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 yeah. Don't. That a, a, a female, a female um, fetus into a baby, 7 million, and we st- it started to diminish. And so by the time we reach to, to adolescence, how much we leave with? What, 400? 400,000. And um, during the menstrual years, you lose at least 20 each month. Not so much. Many, only one of them really usually comes out as the, the egg that's for ovulation. Mm-hmm. But um, you lose about, you have about 20 of them developing each month. Okay. Invariably, one of them becomes the lead follicle. And that's the one that comes off, comes away mm-hmm. uh, during the process of ovulation plus or minus fertilization. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, back to the, we're not going to throw you off track. So, changes that start to occur, um, leading um, up to, 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 to puberty. Okay. We're looking at those. Yes. So, during the whole process, and, and it, it tends to follow a pattern. So, the first thing that happens are the breast buds, the development of breast tissue. Usually starting in one breast, but you'll get this hardness um, below the nipple. And um, it, it has forced many a parent to have gone to the doctor because of this lump in the breast, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and this happens even with the boys, you know. 
Yeah, I remember being taken to the doctor for this. <laughs> I remember being taken to the doctor when nothing was happening, and then one morning I wake up and it seems as if too much happened. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yes, the 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 the, the, the breasts are the first sign. Yes, mm-hmm. it usually starts as one. Uh, the the other one usually gets the slump and the the breasts begin to develop. Um, as a consequence of your hormones on board. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, you get the growth of hairs mm-hmm. and acne and body odor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the next step in the whole process. And then you get growth spurt. Now you start getting taller and heavier and curvier. Curvier, yes. Mm-hmm. Things start to farm out. <laughs> and then you get the first menstrual period. Menarchy, it mm-hmm. is called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let us move back a little bit um, to the breasts. Because you have some... Um, Young ladies who will say that, you know, we know that one tends to grow <laughs> before the other. So <laughs> one is way ahead, um, but it is sometimes very, very painful. Unfortunately, it's perfectly normal to be to, okay. for one breast to be bigger than the other. So one will always be bigger than the other? Not in everybody. But if, if perchance you find that one of your breasts is larger than the other, and you, there's nothing else that's wrong with it. It's perfectly okay. Okay. In, in, in fact, it, it, it is alleged that um, one side of the body is a little bigger than the other, mm-hmm. or whether you perceive it to be so or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we looked at uh, some of the changes um, that occur um, during puberty, Dr. Hardy. We're going to also remind you that this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skincare, the only choice. Their handmade soaps are 100% organic and can be used by both men and women of all ages. Available at KW Bloombox, Face Forward Cosmetics, Fontana Waterloo, and Montego Bay. And you can follow them at Shop ALT Skincare on social media. And Dr. Hardy mentioned the acne and the body odor. So at this point in time, some a skin care regime can should be developed, and of course, alternative skin care will help you with that. See, that's it, you know, acne. Mm-hmm. So you can try their their products, right? So the the, 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 the we looked at the breasts, um, the acne, um, the, the the skin. The skin itself tends to become what very oily, more oily, more oily. And this is because of um, the increased production of um, your from your adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. These are a pair of glands that sit on top of the kidneys, and they also play a role in the whole pubertal development. Mm-hmm. So they will secrete, they will stimulate these glands in the skin, so the skin gets oilier. You get the acne formation. You get increased sweating. And the order. 
Let, let's not forget the odor. But the boys tend to be the ones that you can... You know, you know they're coming. Especially when they've been running around. You know that they're coming. <laughs> so, Doc, you're saying that that odor is... Is it natural or is it because they have not practiced um, good personal hygiene? No, it's natural. But um, I, I guess it can be controlled by... Um, good personal hygiene and using some of the products that I see you advertising here. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a way though? Because you know you have stinky and then you have stinky to the next level. Is there something to say um, during this time that your body odor is a particular way that something is is, is, is it's not, happening? Is ha- happening? Yes. And um, basically, though, you know, most cases will be resolved by simply having regular baths once or twice a day, mm-hmm. if possible. Okay. Hear that, Dre? You remember back oh. in the day? Dre? Mm-hmm. No. Dre? You never <laughs> said, <never laughs> never said. Dre? <laughs> you never said, never oh. <laughs> Marho, how are you? And she says, Oh, Lord, I remember how rancid my little brothers were. <laughs> <laughs> Her language is colorful. <laughs> <laughs> Andre says that did not happen to <laughs> So what are the mechanisms of, 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 of these changes? Um, they're basically hormonal, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, your hormones um, affect your various end organs, we, we, we refer to them as. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, with the sweating... It would be affecting your um, your sweat glands in in your skin um, for the th- things like the menstruation. Your um, female hormones would be affecting your genital tract, which would be your uterus, its lining, the vagina, and all of those um, devices used directly for reproduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for you, Doc. So there is a, there is what seemed to be a, a, a sequence of events that takes place mm-hmm. um, physically. So you're saying the breasts, the, 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 on the hair on the arm and in the pubic, the pubic. area. Um, and there's a growth spur. growth spur. And then... The period. Does it happen... In any other order, or can the period show up before yes, some of the other things happen? All of the above are possible in whatever sequence, but in thankfully, in the vast majority of cases, it goes in the sequence I just outlined. Um, because lots of times that um, there's deviation in the um, sequence of events there may be a prob- an underlying problem mm-hmm. that, that might be responsible for this. So, um, but thankfully, yes, it comes in that sequence. Okay. So we see, um, and well, I've not seen, but I've heard um, that you have um, girls between eight and nine who are now having um, their menses. Well, that's, well that's, that falls into the normal um, age range. 8 or 9, it's 8 to, thir- eight to 13. 
um, you could argue that um, yes, but there's a sequence, so there should be time, and that is mm-hmm. a correct um, statement. But um, some people can actually go through the whole process in 18 months, you know. And as I said before, um, it is a consequence of development. For example, the early onset of the menses are more common in girls who are fatter. Mm-hmm. And this is because of um, the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Girls who are thinner and more athletic, they tend to have their menses later, at a later, later time. time. Mm-hmm. At a later time, but if you have it at a later time, what would be? Because so we're saying that between eight and thirteen, that would be the normal range. What would be happening if you you're heading to fourteen? You would begin to look at that person with with a bit of um, a scan, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I, I I still wouldn't act on it. But certainly, um, if if you have no period by the time you're 16, you you have to be investigated mm-hmm. because there might be something wrong that mm-hmm. which you may or may not be able to correct. Understandable. Singles live on the Nation Schoolest Cool 97 FM. Yes, Marho, I see your question. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will look at the question that um, you're asking, reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skin Care, <coughs> the only choice. So if you have any questions and you are joining us via the World Wide Web, just type your questions there. And for those persons who have questions, you can call me up on 978-7388. That's 978-7388 when we are taking the commercial break. So here we go to our break. We'll be right back. Singles live on the nation school at school 97 FM tonight. Dr. Milton Hardy, OBGYN, is with us, and we're talking puberty in female. And of course, Marho says that I asked the question that she wanted to ask. Uh, she wanted to know um, what delays puberty, and so Dr. Hardy delved into that. Um, and then she moved on to say that the deodorant didn't work. It didn't help her brother. <laughs> and she says what worked was a mixture of uh, baby powder and baking soda. <laughs> yes, boy, boys, boys will be boys. <laughs> but she's saying that um, Dr. Hardy that she was very she was a very late bloomer and was almost out of high school because back then uh, we graduated from high school 15 or 16 yes yes yeah that's that's about the age when we would mount an investigation Mm -hmm. if you never had a period by that time by that time but i guess in the whole process of making up your mind and changing your clothes to go and see the doctor the changes the changes occur but back then it seemed to have been later than what we're seeing now because um, back then, 12, 13 um, seemed to have been 
almost the norm back yes, then. Yes, it, it was. And um, it, it, it probably um, was a function of a lack of knowledge. I, I, I won't even be as severe as to say ignorance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lack of knowledge as these things happening. But um, most people, thankfully, eventually will see a period mm-hmm. by the time they get to 16. To 16. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But you have persons who are listening that will say that we were, um, once again, at something that you mentioned, that body weight, yes. um, the, 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 the nutrition, food, nutrition, nutrition and the, that the we must have the environment. and Your, so, your activity. Mm-hmm. All of these things can affect your um, ability to menstruate. Or to menstruate and also... Or not menstruate. And also start early. Well, the early ones tend to have hormonal overactivity, I Mm -hmm. would say. Mm -hmm. So we looked at some of the the sequence of changes and the physical changes. Is there anything that we should um, focus on in those two areas? Well, as you had mentioned before, you know, in some people, for example, you may have um, you, you'll have the precocious puberty, those coming before age seven. You, you'll have the delayed period, mm-hmm. those coming on after 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still wouldn't get too excited about that in terms of investigating them until they get to a little later. Um, you have those, for example, who may go through um, some of the changes and then they stop. Just what, like they might get breast development and, and nothing else. Nothing else. You know. Then, then of course, you have those who go through pubertal changes, uh, exhibiting characteristics of the other gender. Yet they are female. Can you expound on that? Because I'm curious. Yes, they, 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 they may have the, the, the features that you'd expect from a boy. Mm-hmm. But they're girls. And, and it has nothing... Uh, no, don't get too active in your mind. You know, no, it has nothing to do, no, right. It has nothing to do with them. That's just what happened. All right? So uh, that also happens. Uh, thankfully, some, some of these patients... Um, will have natural correction but some you have to investigate them and what are some of the investigations you'll do mm-hmm. um, well you you certainly have to x-ray the hands and you're looking for the bone age because you you're, you have to ascertain for sure the age of the person mm-hmm. because sometimes that, that is not right you know you're giving the wrong information so the, the, the your hands still, Lord Jesus, your hands still. Well, any, any bone can, you know. Any bone, Come, Jay, put out your hand, let me see. That <laughs> the hands tend to tell a lot these days. <laughs> no, when, when X-rayed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bone age that you're yeah, looking you look at. at. You're looking at a bone age. Uh-huh. Uh, you may do MRI because the person may have uh, discrepancies going on inside the head may have a tumor you look at the hormone levels you know their levels of their female hormones to see if they are corresponding to 
the stated age. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure there's no infection. Well, sometimes you may have a chronic um, brain infection, you know, going on. You, lots of times viral. We're in viral times now, so. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen anything to date which would suggest something going on untoward in the brain. So th- these are some of the things that you have to do. You certainly would have to do ultrasound to check out uh, the integrity of the um, female internal genitalia just to see if there's anything wrong at that level. You have to do chromosomal testing to make sure that you're dealing with an XX and not an XXY or an XO because you have all of these chromosomal abnormalities Jeez, that, that can show up. What if, and I have to ask this question, what if you find that there are some abnormalities especially when the sex organ is saying I am a female but when you have done your your ultrasounds and your check you realize that there's no fallopian tube there's no ovaries on the inside the the internal organs are saying otherwise are missing Um, well um, very good question because sometimes you can have failure of development of these organs. But what is important in a case like this is the genetics. What does the gene say? Because um, the genetic um, information that you would get would certainly lead you to what is the diagnosis, for mm-hmm. example. This person might have been raised, um, for example, as a girl. But they, when you do their, their genes, it's XY. It's a boy. And of course, you're doing your investigations. And it's very important, too, that you do these investigations because in such a case where you may have undescended testes, that is the balls don't come down, eh? Mm-hmm. There is an increased risk for you developing a malignancy, a cancer. In this undescended testes, so it's very important now that this person now has to be investigated, uh, usually by imaging, that is ultrasound, CT scanning, or even MRI, if indicated, to find out if there are any um, aberrant organs in this person. But how common is, 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 not, is this? Not, not, not very common at all. It is not common at all, thankfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You also have the situation where you have duplication of organs. Yes. You may have boys and girls. For example, you may have both both organs. Now, how do you, how do you decide which way to go? The usual rule of thumb is to continue along the pathway that the person was, um, was raised. But... Um, it seems to be causing a little a problem. Problem, yes, yes. And, and um, it, what comes to mind quite easily is athletics, because some of the people running against the girls are boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. No. It's your opinion. 
Allora, Jayce, Jayce. Because it's a sensitive topic. It's a very sensitive it's a, topic. But it is a topic that we need to discuss because it has to be discussed. It, it, it has to be discussed. I've seen some boys. I'm telling you, I've seen some boys. And I'm like, nope, that's a boy. And it's going to blow up in, in, in the faces of um, or the administrators, you know. But are there, are there chromosomal tests that can definitely answer the question as to whether... Yes, there the, are yes. tests that can answer the question. So are these tests being utilized or the person does decide whether the tests come back and this is who I want to be? I couldn't answer that because I, I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. my feelings on the matter. I, I think what is happening. What I will say is that on this, um, in this matter, people are really trying to be politically correct. But are they really correct? I'll I, I throw that question out there. Mm-hmm. So. Moving back to the question of a child being born with both sex organs, I think there's a. They have even changed the name. We used to um, describe it as being hermaphrodites. There is a new name for it. I can't remember what it is right now, but they don't use that name anymore. Um, doc, how? What determines... Uh, ambi- ambiguous. It's referred to as ambiguous sexuality. Right. How how does a parent know um, with her or his or her um, adolescent um, child decide what route to take? Well, with the stigma that I do believe that is still attached to it because I don't think it is... It, it's not popular. It is not, no, common, not common. But when it does happen they usually continue along the pathway that the child has been raised mm-hmm. which also makes sense unless the, the chromosomes run counter to it because mm-hmm. now we have a problem because if you're being raised as a girl and you're XY we have a problem because eventually by the time you get to puberty you won't be showing up as a girl as in the different the changes you might that, well yeah? you, you might not it, it might, you see all of these things vary in degrees you know so it, it might not be it's a spectrum mm-hmm. and you have you have cases at at either end of the spectrum and you could fall somewhere in between so it is not as clear cut uh, as we would want to say but it is a problem mm-hmm. especially if, if if you are being um raised um in the phenotype, that is how you appear. When your genotype is saying something else. Something else. else. Um, a lot of controversy has been happening um, lately, especially um, up north. <laughs> As to parents um, literally doing um, sex changes or, or sex selection. Um, in, 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 in young children um, this is just me throwing this out to you doc so I I mean this, as I said this is a rare case it doesn't happen on a regular basis but 
are there any surgeries? We're talking about persons that we once called hermaphrodites. Are there any corrective surgery um, when we have or when the child has two sex organs? Oh, yes, you can, um, you can always remove one of them. Uh, the, 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 issue, the issue really is which is the correct one to remove. That is really the issue, and as I said before, they, they tend to continue along the pathway along which a child was raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So you wouldn't touch, as, uh, that, and, and I'm just thinking that um, you wouldn't want to do anything in terms of corrective surgery until um, puberty? Um, it all depends on the case. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the case. So what, what I do know, though, is that... Um, in terms of um, gender selection, I- I'm not sure if, if the parents have a right to do that, you know, because they could make the wrong call. And o- only to find out when that individual gets to 18, 19, that that wasn't the call that they should have made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, I- I'm, I'm aware of those cases. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, is not, they're, they're not as rare as it might sound if you look into a large population. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might not be a lot here. Right. But, but then our population is so much smaller. But um, certainly you'll have a lot of cases in countries where they have far more people. Mm-hmm. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. And we want to say thank you again to all our friends joining us via the World Wide Web and for those persons who are listening on the good old radio. Yes, yes, that's a new word that they're calling it, Doc. They're calling it intersex. Mm-hmm. That's well, a, yes. well, that's not so new, actually. Well, that, that is, <laughs> well maybe that is the politically correct <laughs> Um, um, word um, that they're now using everywhere you you go do your research that is that is what you'll find and it basically comes on to ambig- ambiguous mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes no she's just concurring with what you were saying Dr. Hardy those surgeries are now being questioned yes they could make the wrong decision with devastating repercussions mm-hmm. and that is so true singles live on the nation school at school 97 fm tonight we're talking puberty in females dr milton hardy OBGYN, is with us so we looked at some of the physical changes let us look at some of the disorders of puberty well, uh, as we had mentioned before, um, some of the disorders would, um, <coughs> in the female, of course, mm-hmm. would revolve around um, your precocious puberty, that is, uh, menses occurring at an earlier age than eight. You could have delayed puberty, which we had already touched on, where there, there's a delay in the onset of the menses, and certainly after age 16, it would warrant an investigation. You have the cases where you might have breast breast development and nothing more. Mm-hmm. You could have a situation whereby um, 
the the men sees may turn up and nothing else. So you know all of these are, are um, disorders. You also have the um, structural disorders though, which um, are probably more evident. For you can get um, malformation of the genital tract anywhere along its development. So you could have two, two, two uterus, you could have two vaginas, a vaginal septum, that sort of thing. You could have an imperforate hymen, we call it, where the blood won't be able to escape. Yes. So you have the bleeding from the period occurring and all happens is that it's swelling up the belly. Mm-hmm. But with, Thankfully, with it's an easy fix. operation to fix. Yeah, but... Um, if that is the only problem. But one of the problems with, um, with um, congenital malformations is that if you find one, you need to keep looking to see if you find any more. Because the person who have one abnormality lots of times have more than one. And it might not even be related to that system only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But the, 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 what, what the layman's term that I'm going to be using is when they, 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 there's a fusing um, mm-hmm. that happens. You can have fusion anywhere. Anywhere. Um, but you, is can it, is vagin- it no- you can have vaginal fusion, mm-hmm. which could lead, end up as um, the the absence of a vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not as the plastic surgeons seem to be able to. Pretty good at making a vagina. <laughs> and you know, there's a the plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, not the plastic surgeon. In, 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 certainly in terms of um, future fertility. Um, uh, well, that's a toss-up. It really depends on what happens. You could have a double uterus. You could have any variant of a fraction of a double uterus for the want of a better way of saying it. And these people can actually have a child. It's just that there's lots of times they have a series of miscarriages, each tending to go a little further than the previous one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until they eventually get to a stage where they can have one. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know. With the double uterus, mm-hmm. so you just leave both of them there or there's, you choose one? Um, if it's a complete double, you just leave them, you know. If it's a partial double, so to speak, you could actually do surgery to correct and fuse them into oh, one. Oh, okay. All right. For example, the bicornate ut- uterus, we call it, where you have part of the arm uterus coalescing as one, yet it has two horns going above uh, as the, the the split in its development, we could actually unite the, the, the parts that are split. Mm-hmm. Are there any other um, problems 
um, that can occur at this time. I'm, I'm speak, and, and my mind what, what, is going what? in the direction of um, psychological. No, we don't read psychological yet. I'm talking about during the during the during the menses. You hear a lot of complaints from young ladies with the painful um, periods. Um, can't go to school because of. Um, um, vomiting, diarrhea, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yes, they may have their periods for three, four months and then they don't see it again that's until... Not, that, that is not... That's not uncommon. Okay. That is where I want to go yeah, for our listeners to say, to so, know. When the, when the periods begin, lots of times they tend to be irregular. Mm -hmm. And irregular for a couple of years. It, it might not be for a couple of months. It sometimes takes three years before the, the menses will settle down in terms of regularity. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's a new phenomenon. How much of it is due to newness and how much of it is due to new pain, to, to real pain, is moot. But yes, you're going to have the youngsters now complaining of pain in the belly, that sort of thing, when the menses come on. Some may vomit. And it might be the vomiting that is associated with patients who have bad period pains. Because vomiting does happen as a symptom in some ladies who have bad period pains. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is usually because of the um, high levels of uh, chemical in the body called prostaglandins, mm -hmm. which can cause it to vomit. And it's not uncommon in the menses. In fact, they transmit the pain, these prostaglandins. And interestingly, the bulk of the prostaglandins for a particular period are manufactured in the body before the period starts. So by the time you start treating the pain for this period, you're late. Because you should have started treating from the port before the period began. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have to throw out all these questions. <laughs> Doc, um, sexually transmitted um, diseases um, and infection, and also just maybe let us let us look at some yeast infection that may occur in a non-sexual um, young lady at <coughs> this time. Yeast infections are opportunistic infectors. They arise under the right environmental mm -hmm. conditions. They are not sexually transmitted infections. Anything which promotes warmth or moisture is a risk factor for you developing a yeast. Mm -hmm. So, right. so in fact, one, one of the commonest reasons, you know, for yeast infections is weight gain, you know. The legs rub, you sweat more, there's more, so there's more moisture, and the yeast just proliferates. That's actually the commonest reason in, our, in this population mm -hmm. for yeast infections. Mm -hmm. Weight gain. Mm -hmm. The legs rub some more. Then, of course, you have the, the fabric of the underwear. Fabric that is not made from cotton. You find that you'll sweat more. 
In fact, the corporate dress pantyhose is, is, is not good for these business, you know. Yeah, but this age, age, age group not wearing no pantyhose. <laughs> I think those kind of um, going through the door now, you know, Doc? It might be good health-wise. Yes, yeah, but you know, when, when, I, when, when back in the days when I used to have to wear them, my mom would say, just take a scissors and just kind of make a little... Cut the crotch. <laughs> Cut the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but looking back at uh, yeast infection with uh, with the adolescent, how is that treated, though? Um, all right, N- nice question again, um, because we normally would treat, or we would usually treat the patients with um, creams or pessaries, which are usually inserted, and that is based on the assumption that the person has been sexually active. But my question is for those who are not... Well, we have oral preparations. Okay. Thank, thank the Lord uh, that exists too. And I, was, and I was specifically asked to ask you this question tonight. So I hope that uh, the young ladies are listening. Um, yes, so they have oral. Yeah, they have oral. Oral, uh-huh. right, right. In fact, some patients will come and request oral um, treatment. Mm-hmm. But they don't like the um, inserts. Okay, okay, okay. So a yeast infection is 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 is, is common. Yeah, it's common. It's and common. It, it, it has nothing to do with whether you are going through puberty or not. Just one of those things that That's occur in, things. In, in women. Uh-huh. Yeah, preventative measure for that. We stay away from. Um, you keep your weight down. Thirty mm-hmm. percent so of all women who you place on antibiotics will come back with a yeast infection mm-hmm. three over. to four weeks later mm-hmm. because w- what happens? You know, as I said before, yeast infections are opportunistic. If you create the right environmental conditions, they flourish. So I treat you with antibiotics. We kill off the bacteria that we want to kill, but we also kill some others who are not living in the vagina as squatters. They are there for a particular purpose to keep the environment in, in, in a good balance. Mm-hmm. You disturb them. The yeast proliferate, so you get a yeast infection. All right? The birth control pills can do that because they make the vagina more acidic and acid tends to love the yeast. Mm, so these are, these are for the, for the, um, for the, for the older girls now. Because <laughs> we're, we're thinking that they, 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 during puberty that we're hoping and this is just me hoping, but I know that it is happening that uh, sexually act- sexual activity is not taking place, Doc. Yes, because I remember the, the assumption. The assumption that yeah. it is not taking yeah. place. And, and I'm hoping that it is not taking place based on information that I've garnered from you to say early sexual activity can be lead to certain complications later on, later on, you're later good, on. You're a good student. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of that, a question for you, and it's something that we spoke about, but since we're on this topic, I want to throw um, this question, and it's coming from Marho. And she says, Dr. Hardy, what are your thoughts on HPV vaccines for teens? And hold the answer. We're going to take a break. (laughs) And she says, yeast infection can also happen from kids sitting in bubble baths. So true. We're going to take another break. 
And then when we come back, we will have Dr. Hardy answer that question for you. Taking the break, we'll be right back. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skin Care, the only choice. Remember, their handmade soaps are 100% organic and can be used by both men and women, used by boys and girls of all ages. Available at KW Bloombox, Face Forward Cosmetics, Fontana, Waterloo and Montego Bay. You can also follow Shop ALT skin care on social media. So Marhu asked the question Dr. Hardy, what are your thoughts on HPV vaccines for teens? I think all teenagers providing they have no allergy to the vaccine the HPV vaccine they should be vaccinated mm-hmm. and I will make the case for this by saying that 95% of all cases of cervical cancer in this country is as a consequence of the HPV vaccine, of mm. the HPV virus. Virus, yes, virus. So it, it, it answers itself. Mm-hmm. You need to be vaccinated. Yeah, I remember. It will make a difference. <laughs> I need to. We need to. We do before the year ends. I think we need to uh, revisit um, the cervical cancer, specifically H, the HPV virus. I tell you that show for weeks. For weeks, Doc, you had persons calling in wanting the podcast. Persons who were. Cared, <laughs> but it was good that they were. Okay. It was yes, good that yes, they were. It was, it was good that they were, because with everything that is happening, so much is happening in our society that I don't think a lot of persons are aware. No. Ignorance of, is a hell of a thing. So aware of the HPV virus. Yes. And you were saying that there are over what, two thousand strains. No, there there are about over two hundred strains. Mm-hmm. What is troubling, you know, about the HPV virus is that, one, you don't need intercourse to get HPV infection. All you need is intimate contact. Mm -hmm. All right? What's even scarier, the condom don't protect you from the HPV virus Mm -hmm. because the virus is smaller than the pores in the condom. Because there are pores in the condom. It is, mm-hmm. that you might not be aware yes, of it. I'm aware of it. And the virus is smaller than the, those pores. So it doesn't protect you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Marhu, that is an answer for you. Um, but Louis E. says, I think HPV vaccine has side effects. So the down... To pros and cons, and um, he says his opinion only. But let me tell us something the side effects of far outweigh, um, or should I say, the side effects is minimal, my opinion, compared to cervical cancer. Well, I want to say something very controversial that you might can't put your hands on this podcast. 
I think the HPV is the link between cervical cancer and prostate cancer. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned it the last time. Yes, it was on the podcast. Okay. I said this was a podcast that a lot of persons were really requesting. I think it had the biggest request in terms of podcasts. For weeks, people were calling because they wanted to hear. Because a lot of persons did not know. And they still, there are persons out there that really and truly don't know. Uh, the seriousness of the HPV virus. A lot of persons don't know. They we know about COVID, but they don't know. And it's not the only. And let us not um, bury our heads in the sand. Mm-hmm. Cervical cancer is not the only cancer that's linked. That's linked to the HPV. Mm-hmm. Just that different strains might affect other places. But the HPV is involved in many cancers over the body. Mm-hmm. Because that certain strains are more common with the cervix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have other strains more common in other places. Mm-hmm. All righty then. So let's get ready to wrap things up. So let us look at the emotional changes that occurs during a puberty in the females. Well... Puberty is an interesting time emotionally. It's an exciting time emotionally. It could be a very active and violent time. It may also be very quiet because you you, you could vary in your um, emotions from anxiety mm-hmm. to depression. It, it, it will run the entire gamut. You remember now you're, you're you're going through a new phase in your life where you're transitioning from being a child to an adult, but you're you're really you really are neither. So it, it creates a confusion, as you would know as a psychologist mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. So you find that people have a problem, for example, youngsters that is with identity mm-hmm. identity crisis yes they, they get into a body crisis. image crisis body image crisis mm-hmm. self esteem crisis it comes behind yes, all of those all of those so you will find that people being influenced by these um, issues lots of times end up making wrong choices in what they do or how they behave whether they begin to abuse substances they begin to choose the wrong sorts of behavior mm-hmm. due to the pressure the peer pressure peer that pressure, comes on peer pressure influence yes yeah. because they want to feel a part, of something. A part of something right. you know so they, they they will go along with with certain crowds they will <laughs> go along with with certain flows <laughs> go with the flow wanting to fit in <laughs> wanting to, want it to in. be a part of the in crowd yes yes so that um you know these these things really are a problem mm-hmm. at, at that time I, I guess it's um it's akin to the men, to the menopause at the other end of the spectrum you know where you get these e- emotional outbursts and these emotional changes 
which can occur because of what is happening to you physically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it certainly does have um, its own mental and um, psycholog- psychological component. Yes, but uh, you know, there are a lot of, um, well, I wouldn't say a lot of their parents and caregivers out there um, who don't understand no. the psychological um, turmoil, I'm going to put it, that is occurring at this time um, during puberty. And so they say, okay, we pay all the bills, we send you to school, you have clothes to wear, food to eat. Why are you behaving in a particular way? Why are you acting out? Why are you acting up? And then you'll hear in a, a, man, a, man, a man or a woman here yeah, turning near. You understand? Which is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually correct. No, no, no. I have a story. I have a story. Because after, I remember I was coming home from school one day. And I know from, this was like primary school. And I know I did something wrong. So, you know, beat never gone. And reach, you know, and um, mother ready for beat. <laughs> And she throw the shit like she, you know, the action and the belt will come down, hold the belt, and she's like, well, on, so you hold the belt, and money and turn, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, she just laugh. Yes, so actually, they're turning men and women. Yes. They're not yes. diverting though to the baby state. <laughs> so parents have to understand the, uh, the, the, the the psychological development stages to fully understand what is going on um, and what can go on and what is normal and abnormal at this stage. But you know, Doc, one of my, my, my suggestions um, is that you guide, you listen and you guide um, your, 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 your young ones going into puberty. Um, give them information. Mm-hmm. Give because them they'll get it from their peers. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So give them information. Have the conversation with them. Sit down and talk to them. Because most of the time they just want a listening ear. Somebody that they trust yes. to guide them. Yes, there you and have the rebellious ones. It is, it's, it's normal. It is, for me, certain amount of rebellion is considered to be normal because it is telling me that 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 young lady or that young man wants to develop his sense of uh, autonomy. Right? They want to be independent. They want to be independent. (laughs) But with that, you still can say, okay, do you realize that if you make that decision, this is the consequence? So just don't be shouting, ranting, raving, and screaming, but guidance is the key. Because even if they may appear not to do what you say, (laughs) they heard you. Yes. They they heard you. And um, what is going to be interesting is that they're going to say the same thing to their children, you know. Mm-hmm. They heard you. They heard you. Yeah. I, I do believe that, too. Yeah. But they may not show it. They might not show it. At the time. At the time. But listen carefully, and maybe sometime you'll hear them telling it to their friends. Yeah. 
or even acting it out. And I say, okay, well, they got it. They didn't show it at the time, but they do. So guidance is the key. Uh, one final question before we uh, summarize everything. Marhu is asking, Dr. Hardy, what age is too late to take the HPV vaccine? Marhu, I suggest that maybe for just maybe we still have that program up on our podcast. But I'm going to allow Dr. Hardy to uh, answer this question and then maybe further down in the year we will revisit um, the HPV virus. All right. Well, um, who is this? Marho. Hi, Marho. Good night. Um, depending on where you get your information from, uh, as we would say in the profession, who, who you read, um, you will hear. It said that um, the age range is 9 to 26 it's really 9 to 55. That's the age group that mm-hmm. we, we vaccinate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, but the, you will read 9 to 26. But it's up to 55. Yes, that's what she says. I heard 26. Well, up to 55. And okay. if you come into my office and you're 57 years old, I give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dog. They, 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 they. Nobody wants to um, to be in a position where they're told that they have um, cervical, cervical cancer. cancer. Coming out of that show that we did, uh-uh. nope, not at all. It's interesting, eh? So let us just um, summarize everything, uh, Doc, um, from birth into puberty um just put everything in a in a tight up neatly in a nice little bundle so that we can wrap things up okay well puberty is a natural event and um most of us male and female will go through puberty uh it is extremely important that all the stakeholders which is everybody both the people going through puberty, their parents, their teachers, their caregivers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. caregivers. the coach, your peers, mm-hmm. all have a role to play in the, this whole concept or process of puberty. And it is important that we all have a better-than-working knowledge of what goes on in the body, physically and mentally, at the time of puberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It uh, involves all of us. Yes, it does. It is important that we know, and I must say that I, I am truly thankful that you took time out to come and delve into uh, puberty in females with us tonight as i said before to our listeners if you have missed the show or if you only got portions of the show or if you want to um have someone that you know listen to the show you can go to our podcast by monday and just look for the singles live podcast it will be up and you can listen as many times as you possibly want to and you can also share with others Dr. Hardy, I thank you as always. Thank you so much for 
another wonderful masterclass. You're very welcome. <laughs> another wonderful masterclass. So, um, I, I will appreciate if you could find someone, which I know you will, to do the uh, male puberty. Puberty. Because okay. I know that I'm going to be getting the calls to say, what about the boys? <laughs> yes, they need it. Because, as I said, a lot of emphasis. We, we, we both need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she's stressing. I don't understand. Hey, because guess what? When you have a mother or an aunt or a sister that will sit down with the, 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 the young girls, you may not find that so readily with the boys. But what about the business? You know, all right. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the, the discussion tree doesn't have, needs to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean, more in-depth discussion. This is what is, is happening to your body. These are the physical and, as Doc says, the psychological changes that is occurring this is what you need both male and female support 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 if they don't get the support um from home they're going to seek it elsewhere and we see a lot of that happening um yes everybody wants to fit in but i think the males the boys more want to be a part of something Mm -hmm. and so you find them attaching themselves when not guided in the appropriate way to gangs and groups and these little cliques that is negative and becoming um abusive in terms of abusing drugs that sort of thing because of the emotional turmoil that is taking place at that time so yes we need to information support information and more support so we need strong support systems um, for our teens or adolescents and for our young people in general so I thank you so much Singles live on the nation's coolest, cool ninety-seven FM. <laughs> My troubling you, Dre. When you have kids, you'll need the tools and information to support them. <laughs> well, he's right here, right here. No, what? None. What do you mean by none? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, but you said not yet. But they don't talk maybe about another, none. Maybe another twenty. No, Dre. Don't you see the population is diminishing? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The population is diminishing. We still don't have enough food to feed them, so. Yeah, you're going to get it. I will, I, will, I will tell you how you can grow your own little food in your backyard. Anyway, want to thank you so much. want to say thank you to Alternative Skin Care, the only choice. Remember, your skin absorbs many of the things we apply topically. So use only the best. Choose Alternative Skin Care natural soaps made from sea moss, charcoal, aloe vera, turmeric, peppermint. Remember to follow them on social media at shop. ALT Skin Care and you can send them an email shop ALT Skin Care at gmail.com So Dr. Hardy I will catch you very very soon next month again you saw time flying fast? That's very fast So um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you then Okay Alright Alrighty <laughs> Take care Take care Good night everyone Cool 97 Radio. Radio.